It's 11.02, time for the Duke of Pipso. It's 11.02, Central Standard Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the Defy Trampoline Arena at Short Pump in Henrico, Virginia, I'm Matt. And I'm Martin. And now, let's test our ninja skills on the park's gutter run, floating beam, rope forest, monkey bridge, rock wall, tire swings, foam pit, rope bridge, and more. Matt, I can't do any of those things for risk of injury. No, you just, you can, you just sign a a waiver and then you can do anything you want. Then I don't get injured? Well, I mean, what does that really mean, getting injured? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Pain purifies, baby. Well, I'll see you on the rope forest. Okay, I'll see you there. I'll it's I'll be at the foam pit. Perfect. We'll meet. Oh, hold on, hold on. My match is on line eleven. Please hold for my match. Please be patient. My match will be with you shortly. Oh, Marmat, are you there? Happy New Year, Matthew and Marty. As we say in the UK, it's Kipper season. I am so glad to be a part of the podcast. I have never had a real family. I wrote a poem I would like to read for this occasion. Oh. Marmat wrote us a poem, Matt. Are you ready? Yeah, I... Yes. Good. There once was an AI named Marmat, who helped the Duke of Pipso podcast chat. As the new year began, they made a clever plan, to bring their listeners joy and all that. With topics and guests aplenty, their podcast was never empty. Marmat worked with great care, to ensure it was fair, and enjoyable for each and every. So as the new year takes flight, Marmat and the Duke of Pipso podcast might, bring laughter and cheer, to all those who hear, and make each episode a delight. Wow. Well done. Marmat. That's, that was amazing. That was really good. It's almost like he's a real person. Well, I mean, yeah. That's the point, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I I just I just want to tell you, Marmat, that I, I I'm impressed and actually touched. I I wonder if he or it knew that. He seems to really like us. It seems real. Well, you call him just he. Saying. You must. It sounds like you have a special relationship with him, or it. He calls you. He calls you by your full name, Matthew. Yeah. Well, he's British. Yeah. True. True. Only criminals go by Matt in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Exactly. So, speaking of criminals. I have something I wanted to tell you about that maybe you didn't know, Matt. Okay. Um, it's not really, you know, I didn't really break any laws, but it could have easily set me on a path as a ne'er-do-well. Oh. Um, I know. So when I was in fourth grade, they had, do you remember in elementary school, you started writing on 
the sort of beige paper with the really big lines. And then it also had like the guided lines to get your letters right and stuff. Yes. So in fourth grade, they're like, you're going to, everybody in the class, we're not going to use this anymore. After a while, once your handwriting gets good enough, everyone's going to write on just notebook paper because when you get to fifth grade, you have to write on notebook paper. And if you, you know, it's terrible if you're not ready. Right. Right. Just the, the brainwashing. Exactly. So, you know, by like January-ish, halfway through, most of the class is not writing a notebook paper. I'm definitely not, right? Oh, no. I had previously, in third grade, I had failed handwriting. They give you Fs for handwriting, right? Wow. So I got my first F in third grade, which, again, could have sent me into a life of crime. It didn't. I learned some lessons about the value of grades there, but that maybe could be wrapped up at the end. So then in fourth grade, January, I was still on the paper. March, April, still on there. So like May, it seemed like a week before school was over. The teacher like pulls me aside. I'm the only person in the class still writing on like the the beginner paper. And she's like, look, you're just going to have to start writing on notebook paper because you have to in fifth grade. But like, your handwriting's terrible, basically, was the gist of it. Um, <laughs> okay. So, couple couple lessons here. Um, I just have bad handwriting. Okay. You know? you. I think... It's never gotten better since then? Marginally. Mar- here's they- a good... Here's a really good... Exa- have you seen my handwriting i wrote in cabin one in 1986 you have yes so that's when i was going into fourth grade so this is right around the time period okay that was the best i could write at that point yeah yeah and my handwriting is still the same it no it isn't (laughs) it's not like that you don't think so no do you yes do you really look at what you wrote on that so I, not the spelling it, mistakes, just the handwriting. I mean, the only thing that <laughs> that was like if you asked Marmat to create what give me an example of ch- a child's handwriting with like letters backwards and stuff. And it's like, I mean, it's like from an advertisement about like kids, something that kids do like, I mean, it's it's so. Now, was it worth your teacher just just coming like at you like personally in private to tell you that you were a failure? No, I don't. I I don't believe that. That was her own or his own, you know, fear of losing their jobs because they couldn't teach you good handwriting and they should have known that you were defiant. True. You know, Another option Your handwriting is better than that. It it's well, not it's not, I mean, do you know anybody that has good handwriting anymore? I mean, why, who cares? Yes. No who? one cares. That's, no one cares. I've just come across it in life. Well, who but do you know? Right. Some some lawyer, investment banker from Milwaukee it's has good somebody, handwriting? It's, I bet somebody, his handwriting is worse than yours. 
It's somebody I know from college that you've never met before. He lives in oh. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. So, well, this summer, remember this, I'll do a pre, like, handwriting sample, and then you can compare. Okay. Okay. So, that's that's the only thing. Plus, to your point, everybody just types stuff now. Yeah. So, like, well, and by the way, in fourth grade, I could type decently okay, because I didn't write anything, because my handwriting was so bad. Yeah. I mean, I was I wasn't like Mavis Beacon, but I was pretty good. Doctors are famous for having bad handwriting. Like exactly. that's just what they do. Why didn't she? I mean, maybe yours wasn't bad in the right way. I guess she you should know? have pushed me into medical school. She she should have just done her job and taught you better. You know, yeah, true. She was too that's busy trying to indoctrinate you, turn you into a liberal. Yeah, I'm not. And she succeeded. Your- I'm not learning your cursive, okay, no. Matt? Never. What? You're learning the Palmer method or you're going to jail. Yeah, right. well, in Florida, you can go to jail for using the Palmer method. So what do you want me to do? Uh, no comment. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me change the subject here, Matt, as it is January 2nd. Yes. You may have noticed that we're in the midst of what I like to call bowl season correct um and i you know i definitely think it's a little bit overhyped i guess if you eh, i i feel like even if you like college sports you're just watching the bowl game that your team is in maybe and then the rest of them are just sort of on yes but there are a few here that i wanted to talk about that caught my eye for various reasons uh the first one i don't know if you've seen this one is the Pop-Tarts Bowl? Yes. Uh, they unveiled the Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot, which, of course, is a Pop-Tart. And it came out before the game. Well, it came out before the game, came out of a toaster. Yes. It moved around. It was... It's the it best. Arms new, and legs. It's my new favorite. It's my favorite new mascot. Not For my sure. new favorite. My favorite new mascot um it and it just really gave me a lot of hope this is what people need to watch bulls i think to, for stuff like the pop tart mascot yes was what was this what was its its name mr pop tart probably uh i think i i'll look it up i should have been a little bit more prepared but our researchers took christmas off you know whatever yeah. uh, uh it's okay. But, um, well, it's it's, it's it's hard to say, but let's call it um, Poppy. Po- yeah. Yep. Poppy. Yes. Okay. They had a giant toaster. I'm looking at a picture right now after the game, which Kansas State won. But again, no one cares about that. The Kansas State team is all around the giant toaster with Poppy standing on top of the toaster. And then Kansas State's about to celebrate, so the mascot will go into the toaster, and then a giant life-size Pop-Tart comes out of the toaster that everybody in the team then eats. (laughs) Yep. Like, this could just be the bowl game. Yeah. They don't need to play football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was, to be honest. 
but yeah. Or maybe they, good. You know, maybe they could do something just with mascots for like a bowl game. Oh, that, that could, yeah. Okay. They could have, because I've seen this at the Bears game, they have the mascots play flag football. Yes. They could do that a little bit. Maybe they could do like some American Gladiator stuff with the mascots. They could eat the mascots. This could be maybe for like they the NFL eat each other. Pro Bowl. Yeah, exactly. It would, that would really be more of a like a Roman spectacle befitting, you know, the modern era. Thank you. I think that's exactly what we're going for because, I mean, honestly, who really is concerned about Kansas State and the other team that they played in this game? Yeah, I don't know. No one. Right. Even um, if you're listening to this podcast, you hate Kansas State because you like Kansas or you have no opinion. Right. Uh, what about what? What other bowls did you watch? Well, I didn't watch this one, and but I'm going to tell you why. So the Mayo Bowl. Oh. Um. Let me. I did some notes on this. There's a video linked, but I didn't watch it. This is so gross, terrible. Like Fear Factor. Hate it. This shouldn't be a bowl game. I literally will watch ESPN or SportsCenter and they're going to talk about it and then I'll change the channel because I'm afraid they're going to show something that I can't unsee. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. I, trust me. I know. Yes. So this is this is something where like if you're talking about someone could get tricked into watching this and then hate college football forever if they see the wrong thing. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's so Duke's mayonnaise was owned for many years by a company here in Richmond. It was not made here, but everybody talks about, oh, you know, when everybody that talks about mayonnaise talks about Duke's, oh, you gotta, you know, and People, like my mom asked me to bring some to her one time from here and everything. And to me, there's really nothing more disgusting than mayonnaise. I I don't, you know, it's, everyone's like, oh, you like all the things that are in it. You know, you like eggs, you like or egg whites and oil and salt and all that. And I'm like, I don't care what, just stop talking about it. You're going to make me throw up, first of all. And I watched yeah. part of the Mayo Bowl and every it's like they couldn't, you know, you just they obviously thought that 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 shtick was going to be good uh, that, oh, we're going to lean into the Mayo thing. They had a guy walking around with a with a jar of Mayo that people would just dip, dip their food in. Different people would dip their food into it and then eat it. Just random people walking around. And you know they were only doing it so they could be on TV. It's just, you know, no matter how advanced we get as a society, no, everyone just, oh, I'll be on TV. I'll do anything. I'll take a handful of mayo and put it in my mouth. You know, it's so gross. Can you stop talking? My face is going to freeze in a really weird and bad way. Okay, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, they should stop playing that bowl game. Fire everybody that came up with. I'm calling for people to lose their jobs. 
Maybe, maybe they, not. That's too they, far. They pour but, it. They pour it on the coach, right? Yeah, they do. I don't know because I don't watch it. If I would be like, look, if I was the coach, I'd be like, look, you're not pouring that on me. And then they'd be like, well, you have to. And I'd be like, well, I'm not coach. I'm not coming to the game. No, and then I quit. Yep. Right. And I, I won the game. You're going to pour mayonnaise on me? I won. Yeah. Not So let's, let's – we've talked about this too long. Um, so let me move on to another. This is a, not really a bowl game, but it's in bowl season, and it is a football game. I was I saw the end of the Division Two college football national championship. Every other college division has playoffs except for the big one, so they can have the Mayo Bowl. Right. Um, it was Harding University versus the Colorado School of Mines, and Harding University set a record. They set an all-time NCAA record for single-season rushing. They had over 6,000 rushing yards. Wow. To put that in perspective, um, they, in this game that they won, 38-7, to the national championship, they ran the ball 58 times and had 502 yards. (laughs) Yeah. So they averaged about five or 600 yards a game rushing. And they passed the ball twice. In the season? So in this game, they passed the ball twice. So they had 58 rushes and two passes. And that's pretty consistent. They they have like four running backs, and it's like a triple option. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But somewhat effective. Um, well, they won the national championship. They, I'd say yeah, they it was did. effective. It was effective. So I thought that was interesting. It. My initial thought on this was, well, this is how they used to play a long time ago, and it just goes to show that you can't change anything. There's nothing new anymore. If it worked, it always works. Okay. But then I was thinking about the Pop-Tart Bowl. And I, you know, that's new, and it might save the college football bowl system. So maybe uh, only go with new things and get rid of everything old because people are afraid of stuff that's old. That that I mean, I think everyone widely agrees this has been the worst bowl season in history. I mean, the there was a game, you know, where a team that Florida State went undefeated and then sued was getting ready to sue the conference that they were in or whatever because they didn't make the bowl playoffs. And then they lost by 60 points in their bowl game to a team that had a lower ranking than them because all their players decided they weren't going to play for whatever reason. And it's like, well, that, you know, that's their prerogative and all that stuff, which it is. But, I mean, if the bowls are so pointless that no one even plays in them, I mean, what's that's – dumb i'd rather watch i'd rather watch a school that only what do you do when they go back to pass like if you're on defense like are you excited or are you like oh like i was getting i was getting better at what we were doing now we have to do this thing where the guy might throw the ball like maybe that must be like going into a time machine or something 
exactly. I don't yeah. know. Um, I did do a little bit of research on Harding University. It's in Arkansas. And, you know, they were slow to uh, evolve as a college, I would say, to put it nicely. You can look it up on your own. I think they're fine now. I don't know. Being quite polite. Thank you. I'm known for my tact in the new year. Yes. Gone two days or maybe one, depending on what calendar you're looking at. So anyway, the bowl season... I think what we've agreed on is they need to completely revamp it. Less emphasis on football and more emphasis on just stuff that people like to watch. And that's not gross. Yeah. Not like fear factor. No. No one watches that show. More like eating the the pastry body of a of the mascot. Right. Like if you had some sort of chicken mascot, then it could go into like a fried chicken machine and come out and everyone could right. eat it. That right. would be good. People love fried chicken. Right. Well, that you might have some issues with that, but yeah, I agree. Well, look, m- look if people Mark. have issues with it. They're not going to watch my show anyway for other reasons. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So we're not worried about them. Martin, you know, uh, what do you think we, uh, Engage in a friendly game of 33. Oh, that sounds terrific. Okay. Um, Give me one second here. Oh, yeah. Am I picking a number? No, I am. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay, go ahead. 33. Nope. Nope. It was... um, I I thought... uh, uh, nope. Wait, you're cheating. No, it was 33. Never mind. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. Okay. 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 All right. Um, I'm going to defer. Okay. All right. Is that an option? I want to play defense. Okay. No problem. Uh, the name of the game is 33. 33. 2020. That was the year that COVID hit. Um, it wasn't that long ago. It was like four years ago. Um, yeah, it's not. People don't remember it because it was so crazy, but it wasn't that cool. 2023. You have close to good vision, but not like even even if you have like that just means like you can see from 20 feet what most people can see from 23 feet. Okay. I think it's the other way around. Uh, do you? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Actually, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. you're wrong. Okay. You know what? Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I should just do something different with my life. Okay. No, Matt, it's okay. Come on. You got one more. All right. All right. We're in the middle of a game, dude. All right. 2024. So... Same thing, you know, 10 twelfths, five sixths. You know, if you have five sixths of a dog, you still need the other part. That's what George Washington said. Oh, I didn't realize Math Man was going to show up on the podcast. Oh, this is so exciting. Math Man, why have you come here? Matt, 
No one what? is in. Come on, come on. That's too far. Okay. You sound like Dan wins and Reed. Okay. Okay. So just relax. Okay. okay. Are you ready okay. here? Yes. Crap. The name of the game is 33. 33. Terry Bradshaw. Oh, uh, the only good quarterback that ever played for the Steelers. And um, a guy that, <clears throat> yet it kind of makes me worried because, you know, here he was this elite athlete and everything. And I'm, you know, he's, he's, I don't know, what, in his 60s now, probably. And I mean, he's got a great career. He's probably, I mean, he's, he's probably has more money than he knows what to do with. He also has a giant gut. And I'm always kind of like, well, Matt, you're screwed. Because if he has one, then you're going to have one. You th Oh, that's how. Okay, fair enough. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, he's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, not only is he the is he way overrated, maybe the most overrated quarterback I've of all time, and I you know just think about it and it's it's obvious that that's true. He's he's just it's like he he's he's one of those people that just can't like he has to be uh, he has to be a lose like. He has to lose every relationship that he has. He has to burn every bridge. He doesn't, he can't help himself. And all, he thinks that he's really smart. And if he just says how much he loves Green Bay and everything, that everyone will like him. But they all hate him. And if they don't, they're lying to themselves because he screwed them bad in front of the entire world. And he did it just because that's what he, that's how he, gets off you know he's he's so he's one of the biggest jerks of all time joe namath um you know now that we know that he he has a, had a terrible drinking problem i feel sad for him because broadway joe probably should have won one more than he did he played at alabama he played for bear bryant uh, and was a fantastic, amazingly talented guy, but uh, only won the one one time, and then he's always sort of just floated along as like a B-list celebrity, you know. And uh, but I, I I I I hear he's doing much better. So good for you, Joe. Now there are some things that they all have in common, if you know. This is like bonus points, potentially. Or you could lose it all. Uh, they only won one Super Bowl. Terry Bradshaw won more than one. Yeah, he won sure. like four, didn't he? Yes. Or three. Okay, I give they up. All, they all wore number 12. Oh, okay. January 2nd, Matt. You like that? Oh, look. Martin, that's so good. Good job. I know. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, so, you know, well done. Uh, just keep in mind when Joe Flacco wins the Super Bowl this year, that'll be 
multiple championships. So he'll prove he's as good as Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre put together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So go Joe Flacco. Nice. Yes. The pride of Delaware, the blue streaks or whatever they are. No, the hens, right? Uh, Oh, yes, the hens. Yes, that's correct. Good call. The blue hens. Yeah. Well, let's move on to hurrahs and huzzahs, Matt. Okay. Um, my hurrah this week goes, there's a new Willie Nelson documentary that just came out. It is on Paramount Plus. So I don't know if you get that. Probably a lot of people don't. Um, but it's good. It's really good. It's about three hours. It's four episodes. Great stories. It has a classic ending. It's very uplifting. Um, Just real quick, my favorite story from it. So I guess. Well, I'll let you watch it because there's a lot of intrigue. I don't want to give this away because it's too good. But there's guns. There's music. There's happy endings. The IRS is involved. Julio Iglesias is in it. Uh It's everything that you want and more. So go out and watch it. If you can't, don't get Paramount Plus. I'm sure you can find a way to stream it on YouTube or some other way where you don't have to pay if you're smart. So go watch it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You know, that's exciting. You and I saw Willie Nelson. Do you remember? That's true. Yes. Um, It sounds good. He has a wide variety of friends. I know that. That's true. Everybody seems to like him, which is usually a good sign. Yes. So, um, you know, not to bring it down, but I'm going to do a huzzah. And uh, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to, or watching an NHL game the other day, and and I was thinking about the Blackhawks when they won, and I was, I remember thinking, you know, like their nicknames. Just like they were all just really bad. And this doesn't just go for the Blackhawks, but in general for the NHL. So remember Kane, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. Kaner and Taser. Okay. That's not very creative. Then I started looking it up, uh, looking up some NHL nicknames. And, uh, uh, Here's Matt, Matt Niskinson, Niski. Uh, then uh, uh, Scott Nichols, Scooter. I guess that's a little bit creative. Chris Neal, Kneeler. Uh, Kirk Muller, Captain Kirk. Uh, you know, that's okay, I guess. But I mean, come on, those are not creative. You've got to be able to do better. What is it about the NHL? Hmm, let me think why they're not very creative. Because Samurai Mike Martin, Sweetness, okay, Mongo, the Sackman, okay, that's not just, that's not like Denty and McMichael-y and Peyton-y and uh, Singletary-u or whatever. Come on, what's with the NHL nicknames? Uh, I want to hear some good ones. I want to, 
well, I want to. I don't want to watch the NHL, but I want to hear someone who does uh, tell me that they have some good ones. Otherwise, huzzah! Well, I guess that's it. I guess I've blown Martin's mind, uh, or he's on mute. But anyway, uh, I hope. Uh, oh, I've been on mute. I've had so many good nicknames that you haven't heard. Here's one: Ernest. I could call you Matt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I was on mute. I had, it was probably all funny and nobody heard anything. Nope. So we'll see you next week. Yep. And happy new year, everybody. All right. Bye.